Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Do you have Blog Talk Radio. It's three one zero. Hello, this is Mohammed. Eight two. One one. Great. Blog Talk Radio. I'm gonna ask all of the listeners to please leave your calls until it's time for us to um, ask questions or for our listeners to join us. But once again, thank you for calling in to the Mojo. Blog Talk Radio Show. This is our last final show of the year. And John and I would like to first thank you all for calling in. And I'm so excited about the show tonight because we have four special guests on tonight's show. We have the beautiful and lovely Crystal Rice, who's going to serenade us. Um, she's going to sing a song about moving forward and uh, coming out of the past. Amen to that. Um we also have Minister Sheila Johnson. She's the host of the Lunchtime Prayer Corner. Sheila, are you out there tonight? Yes, I'm here, Monette. How are you? Hi. Wonderful. Thank I'm you here. for joining us. And also you we have me. First Lady and the Woman of Faith, Tammy Keith. Are you with us, Tammy? I don't think T- Tammy has joined us yet, but um, I I don't know if I heard Tammy or not, but anyway, we also have the prayer warrior and woman of God, Minister Kasha Ross. Hi, Kasha, are you out there tonight? I am. Hey, lady, I can't wait to hear from you, ladies. Um, but before we jump into the show tonight, I'd like to uh, thank everybody again for calling in and let you know that John couldn't be with us tonight. He's working again. Praise God. I thank God that he has a job. Amen. Um, Amen. The reason that um, John and I came up with this um, talk show was to encourage people and to promote um, individuals to move forward in relationships and in marriage and try to promote marriages and demote divorce. I'm going to ask again, if you're on the phone, would you mute your line? Um, if you can, and then when it's time for the open dialogue, I'm going to ask you to unmute your phone so that you can talk to us. But if you're out there uh, on your phone, just please mute it, mute your phone for a few minutes, if you would, please. Anyway, the platform of our show is to simply promote marriage and demote divorce. John and I are not licensed counselors or experts, but we feel that we are led by God to help individuals understand the principles of marriage and to help restore marriages as a whole. So we encourage you to continue to call in and help us as we help others. We are under the umbrella of Granny's Place Ministry. Um, I want to encourage you to look us up on Facebook. The lovely Beverly Beasley is our founder. Um, LaChandra Lewis is the host of my sister, my friend. Um, Sister Lewis, are you out there tonight? Well, she's not out there tonight. Maybe she'll call in later. Normally she'll, she joins us. Um, anyway, her husband also has his own show, and it's called Free on the Inside. And there are other shows, um, a prayer show and other shows that you can actually tune into, and they're very uplifting and encouraging. But on the Mojo Blog Talk radio show, um, we have discussed many topics, and um, we've talked about the benefits of marriage, We've covered Baby Mama Drama. That was one of our um, very, very good shows. Um, we had a lot of callers to call in on that. Um, Blended Family, that was a great show as well. And Loving When It Hurts, Sex Saved and Sanctified, that was a heated topic. And we had a guest on our show by the name of Pastor James Keith who brought his expertise and he killed it. That was a great show. 
So feel free to log on to uh, www.blogtalkradioshow, Granny's Place, and look us up. Or you can reach us on Mojo Blog Talk Radio Show, which is under the umbrella of Granny's uh, Place Ministries. Okay, so moving forward in 2015, we're going to have topics such as dating before and after marriage, in-law issues, money and marriage, how to keep the flame burning, patience, not punishment, dealing with children from another mother or another father, what's mine is mine, dealing with the dominant, the things I love about my mate, and should a woman really act like a lady but think like a man? So, as we move forward into 2015, I really want to encourage everyone to continue to be positive. And whatever was in 2014 that was negative is going to stay there in Jesus' name. We're going to move forward in 2015 with a positive attitude, trusting God, allowing our faith to go on the next level for all the blessings that God has for us in 2015. And with that, I would like to encourage you with a song from my beautiful sister, Crystal, Crystal, how are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? All right. Crystal says she's not going to sing all of this song, but she's going to bless you with her beautiful voice. And the song is called Moving Forward by Natasha Cobb. Oh, it's not. Who is it? Uh, Leandria. No, Jessica Walker. Walker? Okay. And Jessica Reedy. Okay. All right. I'm not going back, I'm moving ahead, I'm here to declare to you, my past is over in you, all things I may do, surrendered my life to Christ, I'm moving, moving forward, yes I am. Amen. What a moment you have brought me to such a freedom I have found in you, your healer. You make all things new, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you, my past is over in you. All things are made new, surrendered my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. Oh, yes. You have risen. With all power in your hand, you have given me a second chance. Hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah, 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 but I'm not going back, I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you, my past is over in you, all things are made new, surrender my life to Christ, I'm moving, moving forward. Woo! Thank you, Crystal, for that beautiful song, I'm moving forward, I'm not going back. 2 Corinthians uh, 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Isaiah 43 and 18 reads, Do not call to mind the former things or ponder 
things of the past. And lastly, Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, interesting, I was reading a, um, a little segment from Joel Osteen, and he talked about moving forward and letting go of the past. And I want to read um, to you what he said because it inspired me to also um, write a quick, um, I guess you can call it a quote by Monette. But let's read Joel's first. It says, you must make a decision that you are going to move on. It won't happen automatically. You will have to rise up and say, I don't care how hard this is. I don't care how disappointed I am. I am not going to let this get the best of me. I'm moving on with my life. Incredibly, he said a profound statement. And one thing that I got out of that was that he said, I'm going to have to rise up. And so from that comes a quote from your very own, Monette Legs, and it reads, Moving forward takes a conscious effort, a conscious effort. It takes motion of the mind, body, and soul. They all must agree, or else one cannot move without the other. But once they move in agreement, you can go anywhere and accomplish anything. And, you know, my thought on tonight is looking back for a few minutes, thinking about everything that God has done in my life, and continuously moving forward. You know, sometimes we get tired in the race. Sometimes we get a little discouraged. Sometimes we want to take the old into the new, and we can't do that. The Bible speaks of, you know, putting the new wine into the old wine, and you can't do that because you'll ruin the wine. The taste won't be the same. So what's new has to be new, and you have to leave the past where it is. Tonight on our show, we have a special guest, and I'm so excited about this young lady. Her name is Sheila Johnson, Minister Sheila Johnson. She's the host of Lunchtime Prayer Corner, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her show on tonight, and then she's going to encourage us with how to let go and move forward. Minister Johnson, are you there? I'm here, Sister Monette. Thank you again for inviting me to be on the show. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'd like to first take a moment to tell you about the Lunchtime Prayer Corner's mission, and it is to shine God's light in the darkest of places through prayer. The prayer's foundational base is the Word, and it serves as a reminder to the people that God will do what He said He will do. As a matter of fact, today's prayer video was about God keeping His promises. And I want you to know that God keeps his promises. And if you are on Facebook, I would like to invite you to go onto the page and like it and save it and share it with your friends so together we can eat, pray, and believe. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, so, like um, Sister Sheila, I know a lot mm-hmm. about you personally um, because we've known each other for some years now. And I've seen you overcome various um, obstacles in your life, and you're a very profound woman. God has anointed you for your ministry. Can you talk a little bit tonight about how you were able to overcome some things in your past and move forward and what it really takes in order to move forward? Because everybody has a different testimony, but we just want to hear from you on tonight. Okay, great. I would love to. And let me start by kind of sharing a part of my testimony with you about how God used my pain to lead me to my purpose. A few Mm. years ago, some of you may know that I developed a severe breathing problem that almost cost me my life on more than one occasion. I was diagnosed with severe allergic asthma, and it was not controlled by medication. And I remember throughout the ordeal, I kept asking the Lord, how are you going to use me through this? And most importantly, would I survive it? And about seven months into it, he sent me a word, and he said, this sickness is not unto death. 
Although I was really extremely sick at the time, I was happy to know that it had an expiration date, that this sickness would soon end. Because honestly, before that time, I really didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to be here today. I am still amazed at the grace of God and how he has kept me. And I thought because I was so sick and so limited that I would miss my time, that the promise that he showed me that I had missed that window of opportunity because I was moving so slow and I was running out of time. But right in the midst of that season, God began to talk to me about purpose. And I was like, really? I'm going to get to do something? And then he reassured me that the promise that he showed me years ago would still happen. And I wondered, how will it happen? And that's because I was looking at my limitations, but God was looking at his power and plan. And one day, I decided to do what we all have to do. I decided that I had been around that mountain of sickness long enough and that it was time to move on and to live out my purpose. So I began to push past the past and try to keep it behind me and look toward the mark of of the high calling of God. And before I knew it, God had really moved in and worked the thing out, and he used the thing that I love to do the most is pray as a part of his purpose for my life. It was before the prayer and the sickness that he drew me into worship. And through prayer and worship, I fell in love with God and his word. And God began to use the thing that I loved the most for my purpose. And I didn't see it coming at all. I soon found out that it wasn't about me, though. It was about God's purpose. And when you know you're doing what God has planned for you to do, you just have to step out on faith, and you just have to be encouraged and be determined to do the thing that God has called you to do. Because he said to me, if not now, then when? If not you, then who? And that's the same thing I would ask today because time is winding up, and we have to just stand on the word of God and, and believe and trust that he loves us and that he has us and push past everything else because this world one day will fade away. It's not about now. It's about forever in eternity with the Lord. Woo! Praise God. Amen. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. You know, during the time of sickness and when we're very low, the word of God teaches us mm. that the spirit of the Lord will draw nigh. And he draws near unto us when we're at our lowest state. We can hear from him. Uh, we can talk to him, and he's there to comfort us. Looking back on your sickness, Minister Johnson, what would you say was the most profound thing that you actually learned in that? I mean, for example, did it teach you patience? Did it teach you to have faith in God? And when did your true deliverance come? Oh, wow, that's a very good question. The first thing is I learned to that I had to have patience because I even said, I say, Lord, I have spent everything I have. I have done everything I can do. And I finally had to realize that man couldn't do this. It was going to have to be God and that he didn't have to do it until he was ready. So I had to surrender what I wanted, and I had to stop saying, now, Lord, now, please, now, today, and just surrender and just release it. And when I began to trust God and to see him working in my life, and any time I would have a low point, he would always send me a word. He would always Mm -hmm. encourage me, and that encouragement kept me going and going, and I would hold on to those words until he sent me another word. But the main thing you have to do is trust it. You can't grab the word today and then tomorrow you start back worrying. Tomorrow you're wondering if he really said what he said yesterday. It has to come to a point in your life that you know God said it, you know his voice, and you have to follow what he tells you to do and really seek God. I mean, you, I learned how to pray for real, for real. And you learn to just be in the presence of God and block everything else off. And that's what helped me. I stayed in his presence. Praise God. In his presence, there is healing. And in God, there is a secret place in him. And I was just telling my sister that. I said, truly, there's a secret place in God. And we talk about this secret place as though it doesn't exist. We read the scripture, 
and we quote it, but there is a secret place in God. And the Bible teaches us that we shall dwell, we can dwell in that secret place. And in that secret place, God speaks to us, and he lets us know what's yet ahead. And there is peace and serenity there. And Minister um, Johnson, I've seen you, you know, off and on during the struggle. And I remember the last time I spoke to you, you talked about, you know, the illness that you were dealing with. And now I watch your show almost daily on Facebook, and I see the radiance and the beauty and the glory of God up on you and how beautiful you look, refreshed and renewed and healthy. And it's such a blessing to see you, you know, doing what God would have you to do and and walking in the ministry and the calling that he has given you. So I want to encourage you to keep that up, that the Lunchtime Prayer Corner is very inspiring to me, and I see you have a lot of viewers, and I see that you have minimal likes. But just know that they're looking, amen, and they see you, and they are getting something from it. And we should be more supportive of one another when we're moving in the movement, uh, uh, you know, toward God and the way he would have us in the ministry that he has us in. And we as individuals, we should be more supportive. So if you get a chance, look up Minister Sheila Johnson. And, I mean, she comes on faithfully every day on Facebook encouraging us to eat, pray, and believe. Amen. Amen. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, And with that said, we're going to go to our next host on tonight. She is the infamous, beautiful first lady and woman of faith, Tammy Keith. Are you out there tonight? (laughs) Yes. Good evening. Good evening. Praise God. Hey, I just wanted to um, ask you a few questions on tonight and our listeners who are out there listening um, what would you say to encourage individuals um, about moving forward from 2014 to 2015 and being renewed in their faith and, and with all the challenges that 2014 may have brought? How can you let some of those things go? And when do you really learn to let go and let God? Or how do you do that? Can you talk about that? Sure. Just like the um, the minister just spoke of, you have to have a, a good prayer life with God. And I was just reading the scripture in Psalms 25, and it says, Unto you, O Lord, do I bring my life. Oh, my God, I trust you, lean on you, rely on you, and I am confident in you. Let me not let me not be put to shame or be disappointed. Let, let not my enemies trumpet over me. Yes, let none who trust and wait, hopefully, and look for you, be put to shame or be disappointed. Let them be ashamed who forsake the right or deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. Guide me in your truth and and faithfulness and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you do I wait. We have to learn all day long. Well, I'm sorry, and it says all day long. We have to learn how to wait on God. Um, This year alone, my testimony is, this year long, um, I lost my job. I was laid off of my job. Um, my husband got sick a month later, two days before we were about to get married. Um, and we had to deal with that. And then the, the enemy's just been kind of attacking ever since. And so the one thing that I've learned to do is just trust God, continue to pray, continue to trust that he brought me here for a reason, that he didn't bring me this far to leave me, and that everything that I'm going through has a purpose. And no matter how hard it gets, that if I continue to trust God and lean on him, that he's going to bring me through, and he's going to take me where I need to go. So I'm excited about 2015. And then everything that happened to us in 2014 that tried to um, make us doubt what God had for us, yeah. All it's done is make us strong. It's, it's given us hope. It made, it's, it's given us a light. We see where we're going. We see our future. We see that God has something for us, and that's why the enemy is fighting so hard against us. So my advice is to, to just trust God. Continue to pray. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how it looks, 
if you continue to pray and tell God that you trust Him and you're going to lean depend on Him and no matter what happens, that you're going to always praise Him and worship Him daily, He's going to bring you through and He's going to take you where you need to go. Because sometimes He brings trials and tribulations to us only to see how we're going to handle it. It is to make us stronger, but sometimes we fall off. But rest assured, you fall off. He's going to bring that test for you again. So until you pass it, you're going to keep taking that test. So my advice is go ahead and go through what God is putting in front of you because there is victory on the other side. Praise God. Woo! That is powerful. And, you know, just like uh, Sister Tammy said, there is victory on the other side. And how do you get there? It's trusting having faith, and believing in God regardless of what your circumstances is telling you, regardless with what the doctors might be telling you or the people around you might be saying about you. God knows your end, and once you put your faith in him, you become his child, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. And whatever he says will come to pass. Amen. Thank you, First Lady King, for those encouraging words on tonight. And next on our show, we have the beautiful minister, Kasha Ross. How are you on tonight? I am wonderful. How are you doing, uh, Lady Monette? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored, highly favored of the Lord. So, awesome. what's your take on moving forward from the past and letting the past go and stepping into the new year, not just talking about what you're going to do and, oh, I'm not going to take this into 2015, and then you look up and you're still doing the same thing over and over. Give us some encouraging words to help us move forward in 2015 and not take those negative uh, things in our life, whether it be bad relationships, broken relationships, um, whatever, not taking it into the year 2015, and how can we go about doing that? All right, well, amen. Well, first of all, um, I guess what we should begin doing is looking into the Word because we know when we look into the Word, we find the truth. And the Bible says that the truth we know and understand sets us free, right? So we always got to start with the truth. And this is what the truth says in Philippians uh, 3.13, which you actually had already read earlier tonight, but I want to share it again. It says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. So we've got to do this one important key word that's found in Philippians uh, 4.13. It says, F-O-R. G-E-T. If I can get country with it, it's F-O-R-G-E-T. It's called forgetting. Forget. And I, I wanted to, to bring a little clarity to that word. So I said, okay, what does the word forget mean? It means to cease or fail to remember, to be, uh, to be unable to recall. Basically, I put a little sign there and said, you need to get amnesia on some stuff. Well, if I had some witnesses tonight, I know they would be hollering. You need to get amnesia on some stuff. And before you get amnesia, you need to go ahead and forgive, release, and let it go. Because if we don't forget, that means we keep hitting rewind to recall uh, instances in our lives that have happened over and over again. And guess what? God is not a God in the past. He said, look, forget about the old things. I'm doing a new thing. Behold, it's springing forth. Can you see it? Don't you know it? So what we've got to do is go ahead and deal with those things of our past. If it was a bad relationship that failed, baby, kiss a goodbye, get up, and keep moving forward. Because if you only knew what God had laying ahead of you, you wouldn't be crying over what didn't work out. You would be rejoicing. If it was a job loss, as Tammy mentioned, uh, and even as I experienced, oh, honey, I was rejoicing because I knew it meant promotion for me that I was going to come out of that own way, that I was going to come out of those limitations, that I was going to come out even from the area that I was and go into something new, bigger, and greater. So we have to think like God thinks. We can't think like you and I think, oh, it's doom, gloom, and destruction, because guess what? If you meditate on those things, they'll keep coming forth. Well, I like to say, if you're cooking something, when it's done, take it off the stove. Otherwise, you're going to overcook it, you're going to burn it. 
and nobody wants to eat any burned food. We want to eat right. fresh, good stuff. God has fresh, new things for us. He promises us. He says over in Isaiah 61, 3, Look, I'm going to give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. So we need to be looking how God sees it. When a situation comes in our lives that could potentially cause us hurt and pain, it's okay to be honest and say, Oh, God, I was hurt by that situation, that circumstance, by that person by this experience, whatever. We need to give that over to him and allow him to deal with us. And then we need to be able to move forward and say, okay, God, I've given you this. If it comes up again, bring it back and say, no, I already brought this to you. I want to be made whole. I want to go forward. Don't keep hitting rewind and playing old situations that have happened in your past. If you do that, you're going to continually hinder yourself. You're going to be living in the past. I don't know if you guys remember that old um, show, George of the Jungle. And they tell him, the little theme song would go, George, George, George of the Jungle, watch out for that tree. Why were they saying that? Because George kept looking back. He didn't see the tree that he was about to hit because he was looking back. Had George been looking at him, he would have got that knot on his head. So I'm saying to you, don't get the knot on your head. Look straight ahead so you can see where you're going, so you can see all the good things and those pitfalls that potentially come and those repeat things. You can detour and go around those things and not let those hinder you. When we become offended and hurt and say unforgiveness, guess what that's called? John Bevere calls it the bait of Satan. We don't want to take the bait of Satan. We want to go forward, upward, onward. We want to increase. We want to grow. We want to prosper. We don't want to be hindered. We want to advance. We want to take charge of our lives, of our destinies, of our feelings, of our emotions. So I would say to you, get amnesia on your past and things that have been holding you behind. Determine as 2013 ends out that you're not going to be focusing on the disappointments and the setbacks and things that didn't work out, you're going to let that go, and you're going to grab hold of what God is saying. Come on up a little bit higher. Don't stay there. Come on up here. Get amnesia on your past. Uh, fail to remember the, the hurtful things of yesterday and decide to focus on what great and mighty things God has in store for you. God bless you. Amen. That was powerful. Woman of God. Um, that was awesome. What I'd like to um, ask you on tonight, Minister Kasha, is, you know, when we have to let go and let God, it's very mm -hmm. difficult. I know it is as a woman because women, we can be controlling and we want to be in charge of things and we want to be in control of our destiny. And once we realize that we're no longer in control of our destiny is very, very tough to let go. And most of the time when we're letting go is dealing with human beings because human beings impact us. Some of us might have codependency. I know people deal with drugs and things of that nature. But from an overall perspective, it's letting go of who you thought you were to become who God wants you to be. And in doing so, we have to shed off some things. We have to shed off bad habits. We have to learn to meditate and help God, not, not help God, but allow God to help us be humble to his will. And then we have to understand the teachings of the Bible. We have to get an understanding of that. And then we have to accept that we are not our own. Then once we do that, we have to empty our cup, meaning you have to clean out, out some things. You've got to clean out your closet. You've got to start letting go. Earlier, God um, gave me a quote, and it was about how the mind, body, and soul align, meaning there was a song that said, your body is here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. And somebody wrote that song because they dealt with somebody who was physically there, and although they were physically there, their mind was not lined up with their body and their soul, so then they were good for nothing. A lot of us try to move forward, and we move forward, but our mind is still kept in that place. A lot of people talk about moving 
the, the, the person from the ghetto, but the ghetto is still in the person. A lot of times that does happen because a ghetto is not a state of being. It's a mindset, okay? So a person can be moved from one spot but still think the, in the same way. Tell us a little bit about what the Scripture teaches us on thinking like Christ and having the mind of Christ. And then explain to us, Mr. Kasha, what does that really mean? Because we talk about letting go, but there's a lot in letting go. Can you expand right. on that a little bit more? I certainly can. Well, first I would say um, I would propose a question like God did to Samuel. And if you were to check out First Samuel 16 and 1, it reads like this. Now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him? So right there you see God proposing a question which demands an answer. He's calling for Saul to do something. What is he calling for him to do? Make a choice. And that's what it boils down to in short. You've got to make a choice. Number one, you've got to make a choice that you want to die to self. Number two, you've got to make a choice that you want to receive the mind of Christ because it's going to cause you to have to make a choice every day to do something different. They tell me that if you're going to do the same thing over and over again, that's considered insanity, right? But when you do something different, that's a change. That's a stretch in another direction. So, for us to receive the mind of Christ, again, we've got to make the choice. How do we get this mind? Well, the Bible says we've got we to gotta let this mind be in uh, us, which is also in Christ Jesus. How do we do that? Again, going back to the Word, you're going to build your faith through the Word of God, right? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. You change your mind because the Word says whatever we think on, whether we need to think on things that are lovely, just, pure, whatever things are virtuous, anything praiseworthy, think on this. So we have to consciously make a decision, okay, my mind is veering over here to the left, but that's not what I needed to do. I need to be right here centered, thinking as Christ does. We have to check ourselves and go, oh, no, 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 that's not a thought of Christ. I've got to bring this thought in. I've got to bring it into captivity, every thought, unto the obedience of Christ. So it requires us to put some action with it. He just say it. And then not, and do nothing with it. We gotta say it. We gotta do it. And we gotta continue to do it in order for us to see the results produced in us. So again, it is a choice that you and I must make, have to make. It's absolutely vital, and it is necessary that we make the choice to put on the mind of Christ. If we need help, we call on Him. As Minister Sheila Johnson said, we gotta pray. We gotta pray. Then we gotta be patient as He's working out of us the things that don't need to be, and working into us the things that need to be. So, in order for us to get the victory on every side, as Pastor Terry Keith said to us, we need the victory on every side. We need it every day. So that would be the solution that I would give to my brothers and to my sisters and to you all that are listening on tonight. Make a decision. I want the mind of Christ. I'm gonna do what's necessary. Praise God. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And what Minister Kasha just said, and thank you for that, that was beautifully said, you got to become a new creature. The way that you think you are, you have to become no more, meaning you have to die to the way you actually think. Because when you become a new creature, your mind changes, and the way you think about stuff, it changes. Let me tell you a little bit about my testimony. It literally took me getting sick of myself to want to make a change. I didn't understand how to let go or what the future was going to hold, but I knew that I had to make change. I go as far back as high school. And I remember sitting in what they call West Garden. Some of you who are uh, who called in tonight, y'all might be from Greenville, and y'all might know about West Garden. But that wasn't the most favorable place. It had a nickname by the name of Vietnam. And I remember um, giving birth to my son, and I graduated high school, and I was sitting on the steps one evening. And I was looking up at the sky. Mind you, I didn't have a relationship with Christ. 
But I always felt this little tug on my life, and I really didn't know where it was coming from. But when, when I look back now, I know that it was literally God, and he always had his hands on me, even when I was a child. But I remember saying to myself, there's got to be something better than this. And I didn't know what that something was, and I'm not going to even say after that statement that I didn't even that I didn't go through because I went through some things after that. But that was a turning point in my life because I was able to see past what my eyes could see, and I was ready to make a change. And in making a change, I had to move not only mentally, but I had to move physically. I had to move out of Greenville from what I knew. I'm not saying every caller on the phone that you have to move out of Greenville. But what I'm saying is, in order for God to do what he needed to do in my life, I had to be uprooted. And I had to leave everything that I thought I knew. And I was placed in an apartment with about, I'd say eight to nine people living in the apartment. It was my really, really close friend and best friend at the time. And, and I lived with her, and I worked. I worked at Long John Silver's. Mind you, I was right out of high school, and I walked to work every day. And every time I walked to work, it gave me the opportunity to think. And as I thought to myself, I said, there's got to be something better than this. And as we go into the new year, I'm going to challenge you to take the mindset of, let me try something different. I've tried it my way before. And now let me try something different, which led me to the word of God. And when I realized life was totally different, than what I thought it was, that's when a lot of good things began to happen to me because I was ready for a change. I was tired of getting abused. I was tired of getting beat up. I was tired of being rejected. I was tired of dead-end jobs. I was tired of being getting caught up in relationships that were out of God's will and they were not going anywhere. I was tired of as, as, as looking at people around me, you know, die and fail and, you know, cry out with no help. And when I got tired of myself, that's when I said, Lord, I'm ready to be changed. So sometimes in life we have to get, we have to get sick of what we're doing. We have to literally look in the mirror and say, Lord, I know there's something better than this. And allow God to show us the way. Because we're not as smart as we think we are. I'm not putting anybody down. And when I say smart, I'm talking about the wisdom of God. Because it carries you beyond your own knowledge, your own wisdom, and what you think. We talked about prayer tonight. And I know dealing with a lot of individuals that I minister to and what have you, they say, you know, I can't pray like that, or I don't know how to pray. And I don't know if Minister um, Sheila Johnson, are you still on the phone? Yes, I'm here. Your motto is eat, pray, and believe. And when you mention prayer, talk to our listeners tonight about how effective prayer is and what prayer really is. And what it means. Prayer is simply communicating with God. You're talking to him and he's talking to you. We have to see God, the Holy Spirit, as the person that he is. And as you sit in time and in your personal private time for prayer, God will begin to talk to you and speak to you through his word and through his spirit. And you can get in tune with him. A lot of people will go into prayer and they'll say, well, you know, I prayed and nothing happened. I didn't hear anything. And one lady even said, well, God don't hear my prayers. And that's not true. God hears our prayers. But we got to know that just because we went in and we said, Lord, help me for a few minutes, you may not see a lightning bug flash right away. But you have to be persistent in prayer. You have to go constantly in prayer. The Bible says to pray without cease. 
And that means we can be in a state of prayer all day long. I don't just pray one time in the day and that's it. I pray all the time. And sometimes I get ready to do something and it's like God say, oh, so you ain't going to talk to me? So I hear him and I begin to talk to him as he talks to me. And you just have to be uh, constant with it. You can't stop. I remember I went in, when I first went into worship and prayer, about 30 minutes, I had worship and prayed and sing a couple of songs and I was finished. And I was thinking, mm, I didn't really find anything, uh, you know, out of the ordinary. I didn't feel any different, but I didn't give up. I went the next day, and I went the next day, and I went the next day. And one day I looked up, and it was almost seven hours had passed, and I was in the same place. That's when I fell in love with God and with worship and with his word. And I did that for months and months and months. I didn't just stop when I got a breakthrough. I continued on because once you get in that place of prayer and that peace that comes through prayer, you can't really deal with too much other things. Sometimes I'll get out and, you know, we're human. We get to talk and things may kind of just, even the news can be disappointing these days. And I'll just say, oh, I need to just shut everything out for a minute. I just need to get to my place of peace because I know that place now. Once you begin to know your place of peace, then you rest in that and you know exactly where to go. But you have to be uh, persistent. You can't stop. You got to keep moving forward. Praise God. Praise God. I think also in moving forward in Christ, um, a lot of people think that you have to pray so eloquently. You know, you may hear someone pray and they sound like they're using the most eloquent mm-hmm. words and what have you. But if you can have a conversation with your friend, whether in person or on the phone, then you can talk to God because that's the way God wants us to come to him humble. He wants us to, you know, submit ourselves to him and just talk to him. And a lot of people go, well, how do I know when God is speaking? Because you've been talking to him. He knows you. You know him, and now you can hear, you can hear his voice. Because now you've established a relationship with him. And part of moving forward in life is understanding who you should be connected to and who you should not be connected to. Some of us are connected to the wrong people, the wrong things. We're connected to stuff we shouldn't even be connected to. And we know it. But you have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you have to literally let go and let God. For the next few minutes here, we're going to open up our lines, and we're just going to have open conversation with our audience. And if there's anybody out there who can encourage us on tonight or encourage someone about letting go and how they were able to let go, give us your testimony on tonight. I'm going to open up the lines for our callers. Is there anyone out there who'd like to like to talk on tonight? Hello? Yes. To God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's my friend, Cassandra. And we go yes, away. Amen. God healed Cassandra from a massive stroke and brain surgery. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. And that's her voice that you hear. On tonight, Cassandra was in the hospital for many, many, many months. And God is healing her and restoring her. And Cassandra, I'm so happy to hear your voice on tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Is there anyone else out there who would like to say anything? Hey, Mona, this is Tammy. I just wanted to also say uh, that, you know, we got to be like Joshua. Sometimes God gives, you know, he, he gets some of us to a point or people to a point to where he wants somebody else to take over. And that's what he did with Joshua. Moses couldn't go any further. So he told Joshua, now you got to take my people forward. So we have to be ready for a new chapter in our life. We have to let those things go that are holding us back and not be fearful to doing what God wants us to do. Sometimes it's scary to go in new places or to do things that God is calling us to do. But me, myself, and I know there's others out there, we, we, have to, we have to step out on faith. We have to trust God enough to know that if he said it, that he's there, for, he's there with us and he's going to be with us and he's never going to leave us. And one other thing I wanted to say that I was reading, um, 
kind of piggyback on what Sister Kasha said about um, not looking back. Yeah. It says the hardest part of moving forward is not looking back. Sometimes we can't move forward because we're too busy looking back. So we can just try to move forward. I mean, sometimes we try to see how far we've gone, and that's okay. But don't look back to the point to where you you want to go back. You know what I mean? Look back yeah. and say, God has brought me, he's brought me this far. So I'm going to keep going because I know he's going to take me any further. So as long yeah. as we can, we can keep that in mind and know that if God brought us this far, that he's going to take us any, even further, just trust and believe. Have faith in him and know that no matter what it looks like now, that God is with us, better is yet to come, we'll all be okay. Praise God. That was beautiful. Very well said. Amen. Is there anyone else out there who'd like to give their testimony? We got a few additional minutes here. You might bless someone on tonight. Praise the Lord, ladies. Can I say something? This is Sheila. Absolutely. Okay, I would like to say something about, we were talking about holding on to the past. And I would yeah. just like to say that if we hold on to the past, we miss the present and sometimes we delay the blessings of the future. And I say yeah. delay because God will not give us what he has for us until we're ready and prepared to receive it. When God yeah. gave me the lunchtime prayer corner, he already had it prepared but he had to prepare me for the lunchtime prayer corner. So we must remember that there's process and the pain and the purpose of God will come through. The anointing of God comes through the crushing, but we have to be willing to move forward, to take a leap of faith, and know that God is in control and he sees us and he knows where we are. And his timing will come and he will do what he said he would do. And we just have to hold on to the promise that he showed us. Amen. You talked about pain before the promise. And I always say that because, you know, we think that when we become a new creature in Christ that we won't suffer some things. And, yes, we will go through. We will go through. But we won't go through as the world because in Christ there's hope. <laughs> in Christ our pain is building our testimony. And I want to encourage each and every one of you to love the process. A lot of us complain during the process because we don't want to go through the tough parts of the process. But when you're going through the tough parts of the process, it's building your testimony and it's making you so that you can help someone else who might go through the same process that you went through. And really, to be honest, we are here to serve, and to help others. And sometimes when we find ourselves going through the process, we can easily take our minds off of our process if we reflect on other people's pain. I'm not saying put yourself aside, but if you are able to help others while you're going through your process and minister to others or give to others or be there for others, that's when your process doesn't seem as painful. Amen? Yes, Minister Johnson, before you spoke, there was another young lady getting ready to speak. Are you still out there, caller? Hey, Monette. Um, yes, it's me. Um, this is Michelle. Um, I just oh, wanted no. to say how much I have um, enjoyed the show on tonight. And there was an um, inspirational word that I ran across uh, on Facebook that kind of uh, plays into what all of the ladies have so beautifully talked about tonight. And I just wanted to share it. Um, it says, growth is painful, change is painful, but nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. And I really believe that just kind of sums up what everybody said today. You know, yeah. if we stay in the conditions that we're in, um, yeah. we're going to perish. We won't be able to go forward uh, because the enemy is there seeking whom he may devour. Um, he's looking to steal whatever he can steal. And so I encourage you all, just as our previous sisters have on tonight, to move forward. And like you all said uh, collectively, and trust God. 
because the Bible says in him we live and we have our being. He's the one that's going to get us to that next place. And when we get to that next place, the beauty that lies there is just unimaginable. But we have to continue to pursue getting there. God bless you guys. Amen. That was Minister Michelle McLaughlin. Thank you for your love and support. While, well, while I have you on the phone, just know she's going to be one of our guest speakers in 2000, uh, guest host, I guess, um, in 2015. She doesn't know this, but I was going to ask her um, on tomorrow night when, when she visits my home. <laughs> but anyway, in 2015, she's going to be one of our guests. But Real quick, could you tell us about um, Lila's, the organization that you're over, not to change the subject, but I want our listeners to know a little bit about Lila's. If you could just talk about that real briefly. Um, I would love to. Um, Lila's Thank is you. a nonprofit organization that was designed back in, I believe, the latter part of 2012, probably July or August of 2012, um, it was a group of women that came together and that decided that hating on each other, um, decided that us being apart um, and us suffering in our own silence away from other sisters just wasn't working for us. Um, and so God commissioned us to start an organization that would impart wisdom into our youth about the importance of sisterhood. Um, we often um, have a motto that just says, sisters supporting sisters. That's really what it's about. Um, and we're an organization that is not defined by race. There is no racial barrier. Um, and it is a Christian organization, and it's all of us collectively coming together from various um, locations in the Metroplex. Um, we have a weekly um, prayer call or inspirational call on Sundays from 7 to 7.30. Um, that's our weekly touch base. Um, we also uh, do things, you know, once or twice a month, we get together and do various different things. But we're really just trying to impart wisdom into our youth um, and build the the young ladies that we have within the organization. Um, not too long ago, myself, uh, Monette, Minister Kasha Ross, um, Suzanne, um, Suzanne Strowman, as well as Sergeant Lisa McCain, who are some of the Lila's leaders, we were at Denton High School, and we mentored about 70 young women about uh, telling our stories of us being them and how we've overcome with God and with gaining wisdom um, and things of that nature. So we're really just trying to promote change in our communities um, by love. Lila's love you like a sister. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much. And you can look us up on Facebook. Amen. Under Lilas, L-Y-L-A-S. Amen. Thank you, uh, Minister Michelle McKelvin. And before we get ready to close tonight, I just want to encourage all of our listeners to move forward and not stay stagnant. Um, Minister McKelvin talks about just being stagnant, staying in that place. And as we know, stagnant water begins to sink. Amen. You have to get up. You've got to move. And you've got to take charge of your life in Jesus' name. Meaning once you take charge of your life, you have to put your life into his hands. Find that place of rest and meditation, not only mentally but physically. And then understand where you are. Understand who you are. Understand your past situations, they cannot depict your future. Amen? If you leave all the negative things behind and align yourself with Christ, then you can achieve anything. And then accept, accept the people who are in your life and the people that are part of your history. Amen? And then allow for the new people to come into your life as God brings them. Then you want to empty your cup. Whatever you've been dealing with, Talk it out with somebody. Lay it out on the line. Give it to God. Go talk to someone, maybe a third party, who can help you. And then align. That means take a moment and understand your work and write down some of your goals, some of the things you want to achieve in life, and pray about them. Put them before God and watch them come to pass. I want to encourage you. On two, in 2015, 
2015 to be all you can be in Jesus' name. And as we go, I'm going to pray briefly, and I want y'all to have a happy new year. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, O Heavenly Father, for every speaker, every caller under the sound of my voice, O Heavenly Father. I ask, O Heavenly Father, that you teach them and help them to let go of the old things and begin a new life in you. It is beautiful. It's fulfilling, God, and it's promising. In 2015, God, we want to have more of you and less of us so that you can have your way in us. In Jesus' name, we claim to be victorious in you. Thank you, God, for a new year. Thank you, God, for 2015, and thank you for all the blessings that come with it. Thank you for all of our callers and listeners on tonight. Y'all be happy going into 2015 because God is good, and you can do all things in Christ who strengthens you. Have a good night. I love you all. Thank you. Amen. Good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.